0: Hello. Hello, all right. I just dished out eight bucks, so this one better work. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to lose my mind, that's a lot of money right now. Yeah, I guess there's no fucking uh, return of money if this shit doesn't work, eh? I don't know how that works. I've never tried to return an app. That's something interesting to actually look into. But So, yeah, that whole conversation didn't happen. Oh, shit. So... I guess we'll just try again. <laughs> I'm not happy. Um, but I don't want to keep bugging you. I know it's after midnight there too now. Yeah, um, that's okay. Uh, are you up at five again? Uh, no, I'm not up at five, but my phone is sitting at about 24%. Oh, good. So but I still got lots of juice left to talk. So. All right. Well, we'll try again. Here we go. <laughs> Hi there. Happy Thursday, it's June 28th, 2018, and I'm Eric, talking at you, as always, from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where you can't please everybody all the time, but goddamn, can you ever piss them off all at once? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, A fantastic Thursday evening here in Vancouver, and I hear not-so-fantastic in the... uh cemeteries of Milton, Ontario. How's it looking, Gordon? Wow. It's muggy. It's sticky. It's, uh, well, it's unterrible. terrible So that's, you know, that's, why I that's what we call it, and that's what it is. <laughs> I had a call center person today who took my postal code and would not believe that I wasn't in Ontario. Uh, just couldn't get it through. That. I love these call centers, because they actually train them to have a uh, noticeable accent, uh, or a familiar accent, I should say. Yeah. Um. So they're somewhere in wherever they are, and God bless them. I mean, they've these call centers have have put India on the map. You know, these people are making money now that they've never made before in their lives. I think it's a great idea. I have no problem with with outsourcing call centers. I really don't. But these guys are hilarious when they try to be familiar and they they go off script a little bit, <laughs> and they know nothing. I do have one minor issue with it, though, and this is – I've talked to a guy about this. I had a bit of a lengthy conversation with a dude. Now, for the record, I didn't buy into whatever he was selling me, but – because he called me up, and he said his name was John, and it was a very, very thick East Indian accent. And I asked him, I'm like, seriously, what's your name? He goes, oh, my name is John. It's not John. Nobody in your country names somebody John. What's your real name? I'm like, come on, man, just just level with me. If you want to sell me something, I, I got to know you're going to be honest with me. You. What's your real name? So he told me his real name was, well, I don't know what the hell it was, or something different. And I said, well, that's got to be demoralizing when you're calling up, and they said, okay, your name is Hamidur Habib, but you will call and tell away that your name is John or Peter. Those are the big two famous names they give them all. Could you imagine going into a workplace and saying? Hi, my name's Gord. I'm here for a job. Uh, Gord. Your name is Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine this being part of the job description. Believe it or not, I did that to people at Dick's Lumber. You <laughs> had change your name? No, I didn't change my name. But every new hire, um, so there was the turnover was so high after Rona bought out the company that um, I just stopped bothering learning new employees' names. And literally in one like two to three week period we hired three guys named Phil. <laughs> so I decided after that all the new hires were just gonna be called Phil. And after three months I would bother to learn their own name. So what? for a, for a while out of a staff of like fifteen people, they were all Phil. There was Fat Phil, Phil with glasses, Phil who was always late. <laughs> <laughs> it just went on and on with all the Phil's. Hey Fat Phil, come it. here. <laughs> That sits in a hole, you know. (laughs) Phil. Oh, those are the days back when I was well employed. Um. So I want to touch base on something for those of you who are listening. Who are listening? This is the fourth time we've attempted this podcast this evening, um, which isn't rare for my show. So, I Gord told a great story before we. Uh, tried to record last time and unfortunately we didn't capture it. So we're going to take a quick break right now, make sure everything is on the up and up, and then return to Milton, Ontario for, uh, just a heartwarming Thursday night story. <laughs> That's what it is. Alright, um, call me back in like literally 30 seconds. Okay. Okay, cool. Bye. Okay. I think we're okay. I can't tell. This is so annoying. There has to be a better way to do this. I'm going to have to look into it tomorrow. Um, I don't know. It might be a matter of us trying to record ourselves and talk to each other. I don't know. I know. So what, it didn't record or i It's there, just again, it's not playing. Um, I don't understand. That might be an idea, though. You probably have a voice recorder on your phone. I do. So what, we could record, we we both record what we're doing, and then I send you the file, and then you play it together that way? I guess so. Huh? I wonder how difficult that would be. I don't know. It just all come down to editing, really. Yeah, I wonder if I just could play them simultaneously if it would time perfectly. I bet you. I, I think could do if that. we started off, if we started off each recording going, if we both said at the same time, one, two, three, yeah, then that would give us the the point of to hit the the sync button. We should try that. <laughs> okay, just before we go back, I want to try one thing here. Just bear with me for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um... Okay. <laughs> oh, we are definitely recording, I see the icon there now, that's good, I cannot figure out how to play that song though, and I really wanted to play it for you, hmm. um, yeah. it's, anyway, we'll get back. Oh yeah, okay. you know, my phone's sitting at 18%. So we are at 18%. I'm at 12. So I got you beat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but I'm plugged in. Um, unfortunately, my phone now heats up and stops charging at a certain point. Oh. Um, just a lovely thing. And now that I've quit my job and I'm only going to get paid for one week, I can't replace it. So I'm stuck with this piece of shit. Uh, until further notice. But the next piece of shit I buy will have a some sort of podcast application (laughs) when I buy it. (laughs) Um, We'll figure this thing out. I swear to God. Um, I think the anchor way is the best way. I just have to always have my data. Yes. Which I have discovered. I almost made it last the whole month this month. And the key to data I have now learned is don't watch a lot of porn. <laughs> uh, There's no fun in that. I was going through four gigs in like two days, and now I've gone almost a month. And uh, I've actually used it quite a bit more, other than not watching m- movies on it. So, um, yeah. Damn porn. So, yeah. I you know what I'm still a magazine guy. I like my magazines. They're hard to find, but I there's something I enjoy about it. Just um i I always have I, I'll stick by them. Although they're quite a bit more expensive, I'll stick by them literally. That's, uh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would like to see a resurgence in the erotic magazine. Um But I want to see a resurgence in everything. And this ties into something I said I wanted to talk about last night. I would genuinely like to see us go full circle and start going back to simpler, less computerized ways of doing things. Um, I would like to see a return to agriculture. I would like to see a return to a simpler time. It should be an option for those of us who want. To live that way, I'm not saying go Amish, but there was a time when things were just simpler, and people weren't happier generation- generationally, I think we're getting more and more um impatient, unkind, as I've been ranting about for the last month uh we're not nice to each other anymore. I think a lot of it has to do uh, not just necessarily the antisocial aspect of of being online all the time, but just in general, we're frustrated as a race because we're being replaced. Um very true. And one thing that I think I would love to see a return to is I would like to see cooking go back to the people. Cooking used to be a thing that families did. It was a big thing. Well, since the history of time... Food has been what brought communities together. All important decisions made in the world at one time were made over a massive display of food. That's how the Vikings got together and and decided where to pillage next. That's how governments always met. That's how the people who burned down the White House... During the War of 1812, all had a good dinner in the White House before they torched it. Uh, that's how the guy plotted against Jesus happened over the Final Supper. That's exactly right. <laughs> so there you It's in the Bible, people. It needs to be done. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that one. Uh, I knew there's a reason we brought you onto this show. <laughs> and now, something happened... And very, very recently, and I'm not shooting down celebrity chefs here, I think they have their place in the world, and I'm actually quite a fan of several of them, but becoming a celebrity chef used to be something that happened after you were an accomplished chef. (laughs) You know, you became a chef, you had a good long career as a chef, and you didn't want to leave the culinary world, so you got a segment on a show, usually a 15-minute segment near the end of some show. Now it's become this thing where celebrity chef is the job you're going for. And this has happened in all walks of life, but uh, that's not supposed to be a thing. You're, you're supposed to do the thing and get famous for it, not become famous and then pick what you're going to do. That It's wrong and it's stupid and it gives these YouTube kids hope and they're annoying and I don't like them. Um, <laughs> so I'm just very blunt tonight. That's okay. But funny. what's happened with this is the, the world went nuts trying to find celebrity chefs. So they went to every restaurant in the world and found the most good-looking, most entertaining, charismatic ones, threw them on TV, and you know, taken good food out of the mouths of common men and elevated it to a level where most of us can't afford something more than Denny's when we want to treat ourselves. Um, And it's a sad thing. I think a lot of restaurateurs are probably discouraged from starting their first restaurant because they can't compete on that level, and they know they can't. Um, It's become this elitist thing, and it shouldn't be. Good food shouldn't have to be something that only rich people get. I and i know the ingredients aren't at that level and i've no. been in the kitchens of high end restaurants who serve the exact same thing as the diner on the corner so i know other than very rare items which i usually tend not to like anyway uh your truffles and and what have you Mm, um they are delicious. <laughs> I do, I have yet to put a mushroom in my mouth that I can tolerate. Maybe oh, you can teach me. Like you might be the one. Fantastic. Oh, it tastes like garlic. They're amazing. Um, So, what I'm trying to get at, how do we bring food back to people? It used to be something your mom made, and you trained for your whole life to learn how to cook like your mom. Now we're... Chasing Vikram Vidge and, and and Gordon Ramsay and people who we can never compete with anyway. But it doesn't matter. Um, why does it matter so much that food be elitist? You know? Do you know why it's got to be that way, Gordon? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't argue any of this. I mean, uh, there's a a buddy of mine um, named uh, uh, Jason Bangder, I you know, used to party with him back in high school. He is pretty much one of the top chefs in Toronto right now. He's one of the top chefs in Canada. The guy is amazing, and his food looks like art. And you pay an absolute massive amount of money to sit down and to leave a meal that you're not even full from so you can pop into McDonald's at the end of the night and get full on a burger. Right. Um, But, I mean, the food looks great, and you're paying an astronomical amount of money for it, and it's all fresh and green, yada, yada, yada. But I personally get more enjoyment – out of, um, like, especially when it comes to watching, like, any of these sort of shows, I personally prefer something such as um, Hannah Hannah Harto, uh, who does a show called My Drunk Kitchen. A fantastic little segment where she just gets plastered and tries to figure out meals that she has no idea how to cook. Very nice. And it is absolutely spectacular. Um, uh, Her episodes are fantastic, and I love it because she literally has no idea what she's doing. She doesn't pre-plan anything. She will read off the internet the directions on how to make it right in front of her, and she ad-libs because she rarely has the stuff she needs. That is cooking. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? You're sitting there saying, oh, I need this, and well, I don't have that, so I'm going to use this. And then you make it, and you're like, oh, well, that was okay, you know, because we can't afford to buy these other certain exotic things like, I don't know, a certain onion that nobody's ever heard of, you know? Sure, Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, like, I love to cook. I am a – I love cooking. I'm a fanatma. I'm a a big guy. I love my food. I love cooking. But, you know, I've never cared about the plating. I've never cared about how it actually necessarily turns out. My signature dish never turns out the way it should be plated. And I'll talk about that in a sec. But, uh, Mm. yes, I'm on board with you on that. Like, I take a can of Chef Boyardee – uh, just as quickly as I take a, you know, nice, big, fat, juicy steak. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just – I don't care what it looks like. Does it taste good? Yeah, let's, let's just eat it. Sure. You know, what's the big deal? Why is this such an issue? Why is it – My favorite – my favorite thing in uh, the Lower Mainland is Sea Lovers. Yeah. Uh, yeah sea sea Lovers, all-you-can-eat fish and chips for – it's now over $14. It used to be 11 but – and that's, uh, I'm not going to bicker over $3. But what you get, at Sea Lovers, for those of you who don't know, is a plate of fish and chips. What's on this plate? A stack of chips and a bunch of fish. There's nothing fancy about it. They just keep loading it on until you tell them to stop. And tartar sauce that comes in a little plastic 50 cup. <laughs> that is eating. That is the way food should be eaten. I don't Absolutely. care about, um... You know, I, I'm just reiterating your point. Who cares? It all looks the same on the other end. It all, yeah, it all comes out the same way. So <laughs> it's not like your dump comes out plated nicely. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the hell.
1: See, if now
0: if we could somehow figure out a way to do that and monetize it, then I'd be on board with plating. If yeah. I could get my money back once the whole cycle is over. By returning a plate of nicely positioned shit,
1: <laughs> then you it would be know, worth something
0: funny. to me. You get like the, when you when you bring up like the celebrities, like when you get these non chef celebrities that come out with like cookbooks and things, like like oh, what's that? Uh, when is Paltrow? very famous actress, but yet if you if you ever read her cookbook, they figured out the average plate for her cookbook was around a thousand dollars a plate. Jeez. And it's, and it's like, nobody can aspire to make this meal once, let alone have this as a weekly meal. You know what I mean? Like, I can wonder on. if people of her stature have gotten to the point where they don't know that that's not normal. No, they don't get it. You know, the old Saturday Night Live joke about Michael Jackson, when they go, Michael, you're broke, you don't have any money. And he goes, I'll just buy more money. Right. <laughs> <That's what coughs> exactly <you're right. laughs> But that's how governments run. I mean, they'll just, oh, we're out of money. Let's print some more. it will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the U.S. just opened three more printing machine companies. I mean, like, come on. Like, <laughs> do you think celebrities get to that point where, and I'm not taking anything away from Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's done well for herself. I like her in some stuff. But she makes a lot of money. And do you think they get to a point where they don't know it's not normal to make $1,000 plates of food? Oh, absolutely. They think this is, this is what they have on a daily basis, you know? Uh, they, they think this is normal. Um, when I, to bring up my buddy Jason again, um, when I was, I ran into him at a bar, um, one night when I came back to Ontario a couple of years ago for a visit. Uh, a bunch of us were sitting at a bar having some drinks and long and behold, my buddy Jay just shows up out of the blue. So, hey, Jay, come on over. So I'll talk. And so I asked him, I'm like, look, you know, you're this high end staff. You're doing these things. You're getting featured in TV spots and magazines and, winning awards and all this other stuff. Do you still eat McDonalds? He's like, Oh my God, yes. He was like raving. goes, you know, if I go a week without McDonald's, it goes, I'll lose my mind, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I absolutely still need that crappy food. It's like, you know, you, who who's gonna eat this ultra rich, you know, super high in fat. Sure, it tastes great, but none of it's healthy, you know? <laughs> yeah. I uh I I wonder that about Chef. Um I I've got some friends not not anywhere near that stature in the industry, but people who work in the industry, who absolutely can't stand cooking for themselves, it, it takes a lot out of it. It's a grueling job. Working in a kitchen, it's it's uh, not easy. And you get home, and you don't want to cook. A yeah, I would You're become really a chef. I would right. never want to work for one. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't even become a chef. I couldn't imagine being forced to Cause face it, when you come into work one day, you're just like, I just don't feel like cooking today. Well, now you got to cook for three hundred people. Suck it. Yeah. yeah you know, and, no. it's, it's always funny when you've got that friend. You talk about your friend Jason. I have one friend. He's not famous by any means, but I think everybody has a successful friend. I, I have. There's one guy from our group uh, who's a doctor. He's a, he's a legitimate medical doctor. Um, not like a guy who got a doctorate. No, I'm a doctor. No, you're a podiatrist. That doesn't count. <laughs> or uh, people who have a. Uh, you stick your finger in people's butts. That does not make you a doctor. Um, doctor. Guys who get, You can get a doctorate in anything. You know, you're not a doctor. When I say doctor, I mean a doctor doctor. If you can sew me up when I'm bleeding, then you're a doctor. If you can't, then you're not. Your doctor is fake. Um, no, well, it's not fake. You paid a lot for it. Um, okay. I have a friend who's a doctor, and that's just weird to me. Is it odd to have your successful friend and meet up with him? I know you're not starstruck like I am, but is it? Yeah, no, I don't get starstruck. Um, I mean, for me, no. I just don't really. I don't. I don't really care about the status of somebody. Um, usually, for the most part, they care more about it than uh, than I do. Um. I, I find it, for me, I think it's, I get a little bit more enjoyment just out of the fact of just seeing how out of touch with reality a lot of these people can get. Yes. I do you have know, famous it. friends, but, uh, I, we, we don't talk a lot anymore. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to name drop on the podcast, but there's one in particular who like, it disappoints me that we don't talk anymore because we're actually quite close at one time. Um, but it does, it's cool to me that I have a friend who's a doctor and, I used to watch him smoke pot in my buddy's garage. you know? And, and he still does, by the way. <laughs> but he goes to work every day and he's a doctor. That boy I can't even sweep a floor for two weeks without a can. This guy knows about your body and can fix it.
2: That's cool. It's very
0: impressive. <laughs> and yeah, no, I don't Your yeah. celebrity chef friend. That that see to me it's cool. I, like I said, I, I think it's awesome. Um, I actually went to, uh, when uh, when I got divorced, um, you know, sold the house, I had some money, so I took a friend of mine, we went to uh, downtown Toronto for a weekend, uh, just to sort of let loose and, you know, get drunk for a couple of days and just sort of hang out and have some fun, and I called him up. Now, keep in mind, this is his restaurant, he owns it, and he's the head chef, and, you know, he's, he's the star of the show. And I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, hey, I want to come down and treat my friend to a high-end meal. And thought, like, you know, you're the most high-end around, so I want to take her there. He's like, yeah, no problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes, let me know the dates. I told him. I said, yeah, that's Saturday night. He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I own the place. I can get you a table. Calls him up two days later. He goes, so even owning the place, I can not get, get, uh, get you a table. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I never understood that. Yeah, like, what's the point of being this when you can't even hook a buddy up? You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. found that, like, I'm just like, put a table up beside the bathroom. I'll be fine. It's a high-end place. You know, nobody's in there doing terribly nasty things in these places. So why not? But, uh, you know, I just, I found it very humorous, you know, that even then still couldn't even just couldn't even get a table at a high-end restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't <laughs> give you a table. It. What do you mean you can't give it? It's my table. I'll give it to whoever <laughs> I want. <laughs> but, yeah, no, even then still couldn't do it. <laughs> it's very, very, very strange. That's that's how low we are on the list. Exactly. Even him as the owner, that's how low he is on the list. And he's the owner. <laughs> now, but very, very soon, we're going to be those guys from that podcast. Yeah. And we're going to get in everywhere. Yeah. I um, encountered a fan last night. That that makes two now that I've actually met in person. So, <laughs> Hey uh, we're rolling along here. We've got two fans, uh, up to about nine listeners on the new platform, which uh not quite the start I was hoping for. <laughs> okay, uh, that double digit, we're almost there. But the listeners from Spreaker.com have not migrated over to Anchor.fm. And if anyone has and can tell me why people aren't making that transition... Um, please let me know and I'll try to help along as best I can. For a while, the Anchor.fm show... Download an app. It's not a big deal. Exactly. Um, (laughs) you don't even have to download the app to listen. You can just go to Anchor.fm and listen online as far as I know. Yeah. Um. Oh. oh,
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. I was just... Uh, so, yeah, listeners. I was... uh, I' putting out the anchor show on Spreaker.com until they cut off my subscription because I haven't paid my fees. So that might be an idea: is just to pay the damn fee and go back to doing that. So every night we're going out on Spreaker and thereby going out on all the platforms Spreaker put us out on, which they were great for. They did that. Um, but another conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anybody, if you have an answer as to why you're not listening on Anchor.fm, please let me know. Oh, there's the Daily Simon. It wouldn't be a podcast without it. <laughs> um, I do have to let you know that my phone is just beeping. And let me know that it's going to be dying soon. All right. Well, I think it's a good time to say goodnight anyway. We've yeah. talked, uh, we covered a lot of territory. Definitely did. Um, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I guess I'll wait and debut the well maybe I'll try to debut the song at the end of the show. I think it's a good idea. There you go. That can work. So before we say goodbye to Gordon, everybody, at the end of the show, I will be debuting the third single. And probably the last single we'll be releasing before the album came out. This is a song called Worship. Um by Ashes of Purgatory from the album Awaken, due out in the next couple of weeks. Uh and this one is quite a departure from the ashes of purgatory you're used to. One of the big things about the band was never putting out the same album twice. And this song is definitely not something you've heard before. Uh final words, Mr. Strange from Milton, Ontario. Um, pogo, um, Himalaya and Street Sign. What are three nicknames of past girlfriends of mine? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Keep it real, everybody. You know, listen to the show. Talk to us. Please, somebody. Send a message in. Send, leave yes. a message. I, we're dying to hear from you guys. All nine of you. Somebody out of that nine people has a phone, clearly because you're listening to us. Um, call and leave a message. I don't care if it's a drunken, rambling... Uh, uh, whatever, just talk to us about something. We 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 need to get some listeners involved in this. Couldn't agree more. more. We know you listen, so just yeah, get into it. Absolutely, it. couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, I'm not even gonna say anything more because I I disagree. <laughs> um, yes. So, do you have an idea when we can expect you back? Um. Let me think. Uh, possibly tomorrow night. I love it. Yeah, because um, I'm working till ten thirty. So after that, when I get home, I won't get home until like well after like eleven. By the time I get home, my time. So uh, um, I'm going to um, announce it here live. I'm going to announce it, so I can't take it back. I'm right. committing to the next podcast that Gord joins us on is going to be. I will qualify it as. PG-rated, because I'm not going to make that judgment call for you and your family. But we are going to have a Gord episode for Gord's sake. He has held his tongue long enough. I will change the rating on the site for one episode, and it's no holds barred. It'll be uncensored. Is it just me? Oh, fantastic. I have a... a I'll, I'll share a story or two that I can... uh have a tendency to uh, let rip, So yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Fantastic. And I might be back before that on my own. Until then, take care of each other. Have a good night, everybody. And we're out. Nice. That was fun. And, hang on. Yeah, it's still recording. <laughs> Perfect. So the $8 one actually works. Nice. Um, I'll just have to figure out what happened in the middle there. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me say thank you to somebody, but I'm sitting on the ground outside of C&T because they have outlets all down their wall for some reason. Oh, cool. Um, so to plug in my phone, is a nice, quiet place to do it. Anyway, some guy walked by and gave me a plate of food. Nice. Apparently, I look homeless. Oh, so hey, I am. <laughs> take take the meals where you can get them. That's fantastic. By the way, I don't know if I told you, i I moved to their shelter in New West. No, you didn't tell me. Ah, so I moved to the shelter in New West because it was closer to work for me. Oh, okay. Um, They're operated by the same uh, group as the North Shore one where I was staying. They didn't tell me that in New West you get a private room. Wow. It's like a freaking hotel. That's fantastic. I get a private room. Laundry is done for me. Uh, Breakfast every morning, dinner every night, and a uh, bagged lunch for to take to work. Hot damn, man. That's amazing. Why would I leave? Meanwhile, I work at a grocery store and I can't eat the product. <laughs> that's got to be tough. It's, as a fat man, it's very annoying. I can see myself. Well, that's why I've never applied in a liquor store. Just, yeah, exactly. You know, don't give the pyromaniac the zip out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, no, I my, I stood up and my phone didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I forget how short this cord is. I don't take uh, your yeah. good cord you gave me out with me. I I just have an auxiliary one for so when I'm out. And it's yeah. short. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Oh. 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 oh, okay. Oh, well, i got to let you go. My phone's about to die. So All listen. right. I will try to publish this as quickly as possible so you can hear it. Cool. And, yeah, the new song, it's a slow song. It's not finished yet. It's a really raw version, but I want somebody to hear it anyway, so. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, send me, uh, once it's up and running, send me the link. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Talk All to right. you tomorrow. Have a good night. You
2: too. Well... I hope that was as fun for you as it was for me. That was Is It Just Me with Eric and Gord with all the behind-the-scenes stuff going on left right in there for you. So you can hear how fun it is to put on this show for you guys every night. Uh, we are going to go ahead and play that of Purgatory song now. The brand new single from awaken the album coming out in the next couple of weeks here uh this is the third track from that album it is called worship and after this song we're gonna have more exciting outtakes from eric and gord stick around said a blind man, he would have said something like it's nothing.
0: Online, then I gotta head back home to uh, to get the Wi-Fi. Okay, we won't bother then. I'll figure something else out. Oh no, literally, dude! It's it's like, it's like a forty-second drive. Um, I'm like literally right around the corner from my house. Okay, well, let's hang up right now, and then we'll figure it out. And uh, yeah, call me back in like right. two minutes. Call you back in two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bye. All right.
3: called you, it recorded the first 30 seconds of the call. When you called me, it recorded the second 30 seconds of the call. <laughs> so, I don't know how these fucking things work. I almost paid for a, like a $3 one, but I don't want to if it's not going to be any better. Yeah, no doubt. So, I guess all we can do is maybe try little segments and and
0: keep hanging up on each other and see if it works that way until I figure something better out. Like little 30 second segments? Well, no, that would be stupid, but we'll try to go a little
3: longer and see how it works, and if it doesn't, and I don't know, if you prefer to go online, I guess it's easier that way. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me, like I said, uh, if, um, I'd say let's do like a, like
0: a five-minute thing. Sounds good. We'll see how it works, and then if that fucking falls apart, then fuck, we'll do it online.
3: Cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, I got nothing really to talk about other than the fact that I quit my awesome job today. No, did you? No, oh, there's been a lot of bullshit. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'm only a week in. I'm going to get out now before it gets stupid. Aw, oh, that's so Yeah, it really does. Um, but, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I just told you 10, right? What's that? Oh, I just, with, because of my awesome work, I just walked past someone I own money to. Oh. <laughs> Fuck! Like I never come down this street. There you go, honey. Sorry it took so long. One time. Oh man, it's only ten bucks. I've owed it to her forever. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, can I borrow ten bucks? I promise I'll pay you tomorrow. No intention of paying tomorrow whatsoever. Totally knew I wasn't getting any money. Been (laughs) avoiding her like a plague for two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and then they are banned, right? uh, I'm
1: not a good person. Uh, I'll do an
3: intro later. I won't bother with it. Well, so, uh, I don't know. I kind of like doing it because you always laugh at them. Yeah, I like the intro. And I'm going to try to play a song. I don't know if it's going to work, but I want to try to play it on here. And if not, I'll just add it in later. Uh, the third single from the album that's apparently never going to be finished uh, alright. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm at 15% here, so i got to find a plug-in while I'm walking around. Uh, here we go. Well, hi there. Happy Thursday. It is June 28th, 2018, and I'm Eric talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I, don't have my no, I usually have my notebook in front of me, alright, and take 2 and when I did them by myself, I do them like 15 times, you get it easy, oh yeah, there's this one, ah. hi there, happy Thursday, it's June 28th, 2018, and I'm Eric, talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Where you can't please everybody all the time, but god damn, is it easy to piss them off all at once? <laughs> oh, they <just> <laughs> Good evening, everybody. A spectacular Thursday evening here in Vancouver, and apparently a muggy, shitty evening out there in Milton, Ontario. Say hello to everybody, Gord. Hello, everybody, Gord. <laughs> yeah. What a day in paradise. Um, I get to join the ranks again of the uh, gamefully unemployed. Question, how does it become gainfully unemployed? <laughs> what are you gaining? <laughs> I'm just trying to make it. I'm putting lipstick on a pig, man. I'm trying to make it sound good here. Um, this is... uh absolutely embarrassing, but, yeah, it wasn't going to work out, and I wasn't going to drag it out any longer than I had to. There's certain things I can't deal with, and childishness just happens to be one of them. And it, 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 I got called out yesterday, well, this morning, for I, I ran onto the 4 for 15 seconds without my reflective vest. So, someone went to management and said, I was on the floor without my vest. Which, management's answer was, well, they're supposed to do that. We're trained to report safety issues. What about the idiot yesterday who drove over a tire and didn't notice? He was dragging a tire under his forklift. He could have flipped the damn thing. Didn't notice. When, the, when I told him over and said, hey, you're dragging a tire, he wrecked it out from under the forklift and rolled it. Through an opaque door into the warehouse without looking. And walked away. He is a man of South Asian descent. I don't know where. He's, a. Uh, I don't remember which one he was. They're all Pradeep or, or uh, Manjeet. There, there's 17 guys. They're all Pradeep or Manjeet Singh. I don't know if he was a Pradeep or a Manjeet, but he was an asshole. I don't want tell you all and it was probably one of them who reported me.
1: The other idiot who
3: jumped on his machine trying to be fancy with one foot, he accidentally hit the gas pedal, took off like a bat out of hell, and he went flying ten feet the other way. This doesn't get reported, but I get I get written up for not wearing my vest. I said thank you, but no thank you. I'm not dealing with that shit. It's I. Don't understand running to the boss for every little thing, and like I said, I am the boss at most places. <laughs> I don't get this childish behavior amongst men, and I'm just frankly I'm too old and too tired and too angry to put up with it. So, uh, anybody out there who uh, happens to need a opinionated but good employee, shoot me an email. Maybe it's me at forty two at gmail dot or go to anchor.fm and leave us a message, uh, it's a great feature on anchor.fm, you just go there, leave a voice message, and we can play it on the show, unless you specifically tell us not to, um, uh, so that's been my day, uh, how are you, Gord? what's going on in Ontario?
0: Well, it's been, like I said, it's been, um, actually today has actually been really nice, it's been very nice sunny day. A uh wasn't humid really at all it was close to the day. And then here it is, nighttime. It's cool. You know, i mean, in shorts and T it's uncomfortable, but it's just uh the air is just thick with water. You know, it's very, very munchy out right now. It's kinda gross out. Um I'm in uh I'm I'm standing right in front of the crematorium and my uh my a real cemetery here. Uh so nice I can find I can kinda yell and say whatever the hell I want. And he, well who's really gonna uh, 60s under, so I got no worries there. Ashlyn Mitchell, it's a, it's a nice setting out here, because it's a full moon, and full moons in the cemetery, most people get very about
3: the these sort of things, firstly, I just I, I catch it on my head, but I'd say it's very fun. That's excellent. I actually used to, um, years ago, I used to enjoy hanging out in the cemetery quite a bit. Now I find them an atrocious the waste of land, and they just ag- aggravate me, but, that's... And start changing it. I would do
0: that for a decorative. A lot of people are getting cremated. Uh, this would be nice little decorative uh, granite walls up. Ah.
3: Little uh, urn inside a wall. And here. I, on a wall of death. I like those a lot. It's uh, that's uh, been a thing in Japan for many many years because they just don't have the space for a cemetery. Well, you know, they
0: figured that if if they didn't do, if they didn't do cremation. That the Earth would be covered. I think they said in like rough some the way the population was like a hundred or 150 years or something like that. The entire planet would be one massive cemetery. Wow. That's a that's a lot, a lot of dead bodies.
3: That's a lot of dead bodies and a lot of knocked down buildings.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, talk about a homeless situation. Jesus. Yeah. Well. So, speaking of by the way, away, um, I heard of. Really strange story about the cemetery here. Uh There's a, there's a, now Milton has like, well as far as I ever knew, Milton's always ever had one, maybe two homeless people in the whole town. Um, apparently we have a couple more now, but there is one that's, that lives in the cemetery a lot of the night, and what he does is when a, when a grave has been freshly dug, he actually sleeps on that soft-packed dirt, and that's his bed at night. And the weird thing is, it's completely socially acceptable, and nobody bothers
3: them. <laughs> that is... Okay, first of all, qualify the uh, homeless population for me with the population of Milton. So Milton is sitting at
0: about, uh, somewhere around 130,000 people. 130,000? 130, like, <laughs> it's a big
3: town. Uh, so you're... grew town, it was 20,000 people. And you're at less than a 1,000% homelessness. That is... Yeah, it's a
0: thousand of a percent. Yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's insane. Uh, very
2: so that's what goes on that you guys don't hear every night. I won't be showing you much more of that in the future, but I thought it'd be kind of fun if we all took a listen to uh, the amount of work Eric and Gord actually put into this thing. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, take care of each other.
1: No oh. It's time we had a conversation. These lonely nights is getting to me so my mind is racing. I think about this life I live and all the shit I'm facing. More secrets in my mind than a Freemason. I get lonely at times and then I write these rhymes. I'm only human. I want to hit the club and fuck a dime. But I know that's not the answer to my problems. Lord, help me solve them. Disintegrate and dissolve them. Laying in in bed with a girl I'm pretty sure is my next. Contemplating the sex while I think about my ex. Am I wrong? Yeah. Dear God, am I wrong? Am I wrong? God, tell me, am I wrong for living the life of a king surrounded by these pawns? Fans telling me I'm the greatest, but I never hear them. Cause I ain't hit the pinnacle, yeah, I'm still persevering. Demons whispering in my ears, but no, I never fear them. People thinking they on this level, they ain't even near them. I just want to spread positivity through lyrical ability. They call it selling out, but I just call it versatility. Yeah, it's my life, my wrongs, and my rights. My battle, my songs, and my fights Now everybody wanna come around Tell me where was you last year when a brother was down Not a single one of you motherfuckers believed in a brand Extended a hand, and now you wanna be my man? I think not, you put the shift like in blast. The real dealer, we cut classics, no foolish What about the time I was nine and my mama almost murdered me Don't think I forgot that shit, it still burdens me Her bad hands tight around my throat I can't breathe, I screamed, I can't breathe Mama, don't you want me mama? Don't you love me mama? What the fuck? Where was you then, God? Tell me now How's a brother supposed to stay sane? Tell me how Why you let me live, but let another die? Why you dry my tears, but let another cry? Gotta know Set to detonate, I gotta blow that shit for show I used to wonder why in the hell you would make me suffer But now in the end I understand that it made me tougher When I'm down had enough Almost drown with shit rough I get tough and when I'm beaten to the ground I get up Get up, get up Yeah, I get up, I get up, get up Yeah, I get up when I'm down had enough Almost drown with shit rough I get tough and when I'm beaten to the ground I get up I get up I get I get up I get up I get up I get up I get up